You put your right hand in, you put your right hand out, you put your whole self in, and you turn yourself about. You do the hokey pokey, you give a little shout. That's what it's all about. It doesn't mean anything. I have been studying it for seven days. I had the computer analyze it. I swear to you, it does not mean a thing. Episode 98. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. We are too busy to take your call. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. Destination Earth. Welcome. (laughs) What? (laughs) How's that? I just made that up. That was out of my head. Just... <laughs> Destination Earth. That would be if I had a movie. That would be the uh, opening words to the trailer. Destination nice. Earth. This would be the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trumpet people of Trumpvania invading Earth. Seriously, you sound like an insane person. True uh, words were never spoken. Do we have um discount comic book service? How come you never start the show with saying, hey, welcome to Half Hour Wasted, it's episode whatever? Well, I figure that, just, that everyone kind of knows, but I guess... But that's part of the thing. Hey, and welcome to a Half Hour Wasted. Uh, See, then I, get to, then I get to play the... Hey! Yeah, I think people uh, want to hear who that. Who do we got here? We got... Hey, how you doing out there in TV land? Hey, uh, what's hey, your you name? Dorks. dorks. Podcast people. We got... Hey, you people are dorks. <laughs> now, hey, that's clearly a drop. That was not live. That was Bill McConnell. We also got who do we got here? I was actually referencing Brad. Brad us when I said that. Are we are we referencing what? Yes. I was referencing us when I said that. Not our fine listeners. This um, is going to be a uh, very uh, powerful episode. We'll get to after the uh, yeah. Let's do sponsored, and we'll tell you what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today. This episode is again sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Excellent. Up to thirty-seven percent off and no shipping on orders of over. $50. Can't the go top wrong. Number one seller this week is uh, Northlanders Volume 1. $10 trade for $6.29. Really? Mm-hmm. Scalped Volume uh, 3. Uh, $18 trade for $11.33 is number two. Number three is Superman Batman Search for Kryptonite. $20 hardcover for $12.59. As you can tell, you save lots of money. Hmm. Ooh, there's a Nancy Drew graphic novel, hardcover, oh. volume 15. Little Nancy would like that. Little Nancy might wow. like that. I wonder if Zoe might like that. InStockTrades.com. Um, also, don't forget about our uh, our sister podcast, Legion of Dudes. comes out every Thursday. They go in-depth into certain books. Oh, wait. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> boo, boo them. No, they come out every uh, every Thursday. Uh, they look at uh, the Watchmen in depth and other books in depth. So I'd check like to them apologize out. to anybody who listened to the Craven's Last Hunt episode. I haven't I, heard it that yet. I was on. 
it's their worst episode to date. Oh, really? Okay. Well, tell them to get their stuff together. What a way to sell the show, Brad. Come on. Hey, I was on it, so. Okay. Anyway. You can't save everybody's show, Brad. I mean, no. you, know, you can only do so much. You're only human, man. I guess. Now, um, for this episode, we were going to do the, the little kid thing, and we were going to go, and we were going to compare JLA, or uh, the DC Universe, against the Marvel Universe. And we were going to cite a couple examples, like JLA Avengers. Like who would win? Yeah, in a you fight. Know, <laughs> uh, Marsh- and the, and Marshmallow the, Man versus Pillow Man. Right. And this is actually Bill's idea. Bill, you kind of well, you kind of I mean, want to examine it, right? I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, for it to be quite so simplistic. Um, I okay. Just, my the, the thing that um, I've got a couple of a uh, couple of hard hitting journalistic uh, pieces we can delve into. But uh, what, what got me on that individual tack there was just I'm sitting there reading through um, a couple of things, and you know the whole JLA Avengers. I've been reading some Legion back issues where. They're talking about how this is back in the mid '80s, and they're talking about how the JLA Avengers thing had crashed, had, had gone through because uh, uh, the DC uh, guy, um, the editor in chief that does the the bulletins, um, he basically laid it at the feet of Marvel and said they just kept dragging their feet and dragging their feet, and it ended up, you know, an idea that blew away and went away, and um, obviously didn't go. And away you're talking about this series here, right here because I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at Busiek and Perez's Perez. You're talking about what eventually JLA became Avengers. known as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JLA Avengers yeah, they, or they, Avengers they, JLA. They'd had that idea um, in the back in their back pockets um, since the at, at least the mid '80s, if Here, not before I'll, that. And it finally came out in 03. I'll look it up on the interwebs. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll, uh, we'll wait for that. Uh, that website's okay. down. Wikipedia.com. <laughs> the website's down. Well, let's see. I but, think I can find it here. In fact, I may have it up. Yeah. But I'm uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. In 1979, DC and Marvel agreed to co-publish a crossover oh. series involving the two teams. Actually, it goes back further than I thought. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then it eventually happened. Let's see. September 2003 is when it came out. This is going to be a tough half hour and to the get through. The JLA Avengers just... Recently came out in. Hey, a, bud. Hey, Sage. Hey, Sage. Fire? Is he saying fire? What's is up? the house on fire? I could is the heavens, house on fire? I hope not. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Huh? You have to file? Is Lassie in trouble? Right, he's he, closing he the door. Okay, he has a pathological need to close with doors. a $20 trade for this, but you know what I did not okay. notice is whether or not. If it was mm-hmm. labeled Avengers JLA or JLA Avengers, I think it was. Know, I think it's 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 D, because DC's putting it out first, so I think it's 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 JLA Avengers. Oh yeah, well, there was. I remember some no, discussion about this. Well, I mean, I these, think DC's publishing indi- the trade first. Well, these individual right. issues are issue one and issue three are JLA Avengers, and issue two and issue four are Avengers right. JLA. Marvel published. Marvel published these two. DC published these two. Mm. And I think you're right. I think DC has the rights to publish the trade first. Mm-hmm. And then when that runs out, Marvel could publish it if they wanted to, and they would call it Avengers JLA right. at that point. But I was driving around, and I'm, I'm sitting there kind of mulling the idea over my head. And it occurs to me that um, that there's really not – even in the uh, the Marvel Comics versus DC, um, uh, which was eh, – it was okay – um, although it was written by Peter David. That so led that, to the Amalgam yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, kind of a waste. But anyway, which was um, 1996. Okay. Um, right before Zero Hour. Thank mm-hmm. God Zero Hour took care of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea that, uh, you know, okay, so Batman squares off against Captain America. You know, you, you do the, the obvious, you know, who's going to, you know, okay, well, Flash against Quicksilver, uh, you know, Iron Man versus Steel or whoever. You know, you, you get all these, the, these, 
these DC Marvel analogs of each other, and they're obviously you know, it's not like one's copying the other or anything, but you know the, the same concept. Um, you know, who does Wonder Woman go against? I don't know, but um, but just the idea that you know who does Superman square off against? And in the Marvel versus DC, um, Superman squares off against it's like um, the Hulk. I assume it's John Burns Superman squaring off against the intelligent Green Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also uh, seen others where uh, Superman uh, um, squares off against Thor, and I just thought to myself, you know what? There's there's no there's no Marvel analog. Um, am I using the right word? I don't know. Um, for Superman, there is no Marvel version of a Superman. Um, well, what about the dude from Squadron Supreme, Hyperion? Yeah, isn't he yeah. supposed to be? Uh, isn't the whole Squadron Supreme supposed to be in a JLA ripoff? Yeah. Yeah, or, it is. Or, but, but the Avengers is supposed to be a JLA ripoff too. Well, I mean, the Squadron Supreme is pretty much directly yeah. one for one. Is pretty is much it literally a, yeah. But but you don't have the. Um, I think the Squadron Supreme is technically not in the six one six universe, and maybe maybe that's where you know maybe that's where those eyes are dotted and those T's are crossed. Is that uh, you know it's the six one six universe versus you know Earth one or or whatever. Well, what about Sentry? But I guess Sentry's too well, new. Well, the Sentry, the Sentry's new. I, I just, I know that tread lightly. I know that you are tread a lightly. huge fan of the Sentry. Okay, and I have not experienced a whole heck of a lot of Sentry. I haven't read his comic books. I saw what he did in issue five, World War Hulk. Uh, that's about it. I understand the Sentry's supposed to have the power of a million exploding suns, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean. But I just, I think the uh, the Sentry is out just because he's schizophrenic. Um, so basically, you do not want to see me get out of this chair. <laughs> You're right, I don't. And you've got the comfy chair today too, which is good. I, I made you sit in wooden chairs before this, and I just I felt bad about that. But um, but yeah, who does Superman square off in a fair fight? I mean, the the closest I think you're going to get is Superman versus Thor. I would but, agree, but I don't, I don't think that's a, a a a good analogy either. What happened in this book, JLA Avengers? I, don't I can't. Know. I haven't read it yet. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot. You, <laughs> I before read, the show, I we found out badly. That, <laughs> that Frank doesn't really particularly care for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, "What's wrong with you?" And then, <laughs> well, my reason, Bill says, "Bill I, says he's never read it." And and then I repeated myself yeah. and I said, "What's wrong with you?" Issue two. Why have Superman? you not read it? Because okay, Superman on the cover at least it's Superman versus Thor. Yes, huh? yes, Superman. And on versus issue Thor. one, they're all looking off like on a soap opera poster mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> and is this is this cover? Uh, this issue, uh, issue two. Uh, this is the cover that's on the trade paperback or some such. I mean, this is. I honestly don't. This remember. is the image that I'm used to seeing uh, represented, uh, where Batman is squaring off against Captain America, uh, Wonder Woman against Hercules. Well, um, here in the Thor uh, versus yeah, Marvel Comics versus DC uh-huh. issue number three, we yes. see. Batman is squaring off against Captain America. Yeah, but see, they, they get around that because they decide that to they're work. too smart for it and they're going to work yeah. together. Well, it's, and then I at the end of issue three, over there too. at the end of issue three, you kind of get amalgamated, and I think it just kind of explodes into nonsensicalness. Um, made up word there, but um, but I just don't, I don't think Thor. I don't think Thor would would face off against Superman. I think Thor's closest analog in the DC universe is probably Orion. Well, here in this Marvel, oh, Marvel yeah. versus DC, okay. because they're because they're gods. Yeah, and in Marvel versus yeah. DC, he mm-hmm. battled Captain Marvel. Who did Thor? Okay. battled Captain Marvel okay. and won. Okay, because we That's got an bad. image here of of Thor over an unconscious yeah. Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. Now, I still don't understand why, you know. And See, again, that, that's a better matchup because they're both magical. I mean, they're, they're both based on gods. Mm-hmm. They're both mm-hmm. 
That, that is a I, I think Captain Marvel Thor is a better matchup than Superman Thor. Uh, I think Orion versus Thor would be the would be the most logical matchup. And why they didn't include the new gods in the Avengers JLA crossover, I don't know. I'm sure uh, Kurt Busiek has a uh, good reason um, if they thought about it at all. And um, you know, maybe someday we'll find out. But uh, I just yeah, I just thought to myself that there's not really a Superman in the Marvel universe. Um, the century, uh, the century is powerful. Now, have they ever? I don't want to veer too far off, but have they ever really explained why the century has the powers that he has? I mean, they've described it again as the he has the power of a million exploding suns, which seems a bit extreme to me. But um, but, but as much as I like the century, yes, I can't honestly answer that question because. Okay. A, that they either haven't. Okay. Two, I've forgotten it and they have. Okay, fair enough. And D, it just wasn't a well-told story if they told it. Okay. I'm just... It's, uh, here it is. He um, he ate a thousand, a million suns. Oh, okay. No, there was some kind of... <laughs> so he actually has the gas drink of a, a million potion? suns then. I think he drank a potion. The century? Kind. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think. I and it remember. gave him the power of a million exploding suns. Again, I can't remember. Man, I want one of those. Is that what turned him schizo, or was that something he dealt with before uh, gaining um, his powers? Again, as much like I said, as much as I like that character, I have not. I mean, I know uh, that read when, enough. I've read everything they've written about him, but I don't remember enough to. I mean, your uh, your super your superhero um, uh, avatar edit this yeah, the century. is the century, right? So yeah, I, I do not mean to you know demean the century. I just I just don't know the whole well, heck he of just, a lot about him. I know they fought the Hulk to a standstill. He just hasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean he he ended World War Hulk. Yeah, you know he's obviously powerful. So they just haven't had the right person ride him for so long I guess enough. The I answer guess. is the century know. is. The uh, could be is the Marvel universe's analog to Superman. Yeah, um, we just there just has not there's been almost literally no history behind the character. The Sentry's He's, power derives from a serum that moves his molecules an instant ahead of the current timeline. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Most of his powers and their limits are unknown. Okay, he displays several abilities, including vast. Superhuman strength, speed, stamina, durability, and sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, senses and super hearing, super taste. Yeah, I, I was thinking because he's nuts. nuts. He's not. <laughs> um, but so super he schizophrenia. Has, so he's always ahead. So he's kind of. I mean that. So it, he's out of phase it with everything. Doesn't necessarily explain why he'd be as powerful as the Hulk. But yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, not everything has a, a neat bow attached to it. A serum. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I've always kind of wondered. I mean, I wonder if people out there in uh, podcast land have any thoughts on that. Uh, excuse me, Professor Brainiac. <laughs> so you would think, so who, so who would you want to, who would you want Superman up against in the Marvel Universe? Um, uh, in the Marvel Universe? Um, what do you think would be the, the best matchup? Gosh, I mean, I guess well, it, it has to be the century. Or the century, but yeah. neither, neither one of them. We'll just I gotta sen- think we'll just go with Sentry since he's the closest. Superman would take Hyperion out. I think he'd probably take the Sentry out too. I, I mean, at this yeah. point, they haven't developed him enough for us right. to really know exactly what the extent of his powers is. I mean, in but the if you um, had to pick somebody that was close. Yeah, you'd have to pick Sentry. I can't think of anybody well, else off the top of my head. In the DC uh, versus Marvel um, uh, crossover, uh, circa nineteen ninety six. Uh, uh, again, Superman, um, the John Byrne, long-haired, you know, mulleted Superman goes up against the smart green Hulk. 
um, probably written by Peter David, which is uh, also the writer of that crossover. I'm looking for that. And um, he ends up, um, uh, Superman, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Superman ends up taking him down, according to the story, just barely. But, yeah, here um, it is right here. Yep. Um, and that's probably a pretty good, uh, probably a pretty good matchup. But I just think the Hulk's, uh, you know, Hulk doesn't fly. Hulk can't uh, breathe in space. Hulk, uh, you know, blah blah. I think he fin- he, he Hulk can him. speed in, uh, uh, breathe in space now. Well, okay. I mean, we, I guess we saw it in World War Hulk. Yeah, he, he sitting, could adapt. He was sitting on the the stone ship yeah. riding back to Earth, and yeah, he was like, that was yeah, actually cool, kind of cool. Yeah, that that was a good moment. <laughs> here, here we see. Uh, Superman punching him, punching, punching, mm-hmm. punching. He eventually tries the heat vision on him, and that doesn't work. And finally, oh he just punches him enough that he just falls. Yeah. So. Well, you see, I, I would think that the, because the Hulk gets stronger, the angrier he gets, and the more he, I mean, it, it isn't it just this infinite scale that you know? I think it's an exponential, yeah, exponential type of deal. Just, <laughs> maybe he wasn't as angry when he fought Superman. As well, again, um, in in this, can in I this see those pages? Crossover yeah. referencing. Oh, um, it's the um, here real quick. It's the smart. Uh, it's the intelligent. Uh, the what Doctor Banner's brain. Um, yeah, in with there Hulk's he even body. says, "I prefer the name Doctor yeah. Bruce Banner." Which I personally, I think was it was probably my favorite. Um, my favorite era of the Hulk. Yeah, um, um, he was. Peter David did not like the mm-hmm. nickname the Professor, but fandom kind of named him that. Okay, that particular iteration oh, of the Hulk's right. okay. personality. Yes. I thought you were talking about my wife when, there for a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> when he was in charge of the Hulk, was the leader of the Pantheon. Okay. You, Some of the best uh, Peter David Hulk stuff ever was that Pantheon stuff. But um, You wouldn't like my wife when she's angry. Uh, <laughs> don't make her angry. <laughs> Let's not make the professor angry, please. <laughs> Luckily, she's a lot more level-headed than I am. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Interesting, and, and my my guess is that you could, if you want to go, if you want to geek out and start, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out, you know, objectively, you might say that um, the Hulk's professor, um, uh, where's the other the Hulk's oh, professorship, um, that his brain keeps him from getting infinitely mad. Okay, I think that's probably fair to say. And again, you know, call in. You got twenty minutes left, and uh, let us know what you think about that. Well, let's talk about uh, like <laughs> X Men in DC. What would be the uh, DC equivalent of the X Men? Is it Doom Patrol? Oh, you mean as a group? Yeah, I wouldn't. So DC's really I, not. I think just they, like teaming with mutants. Are they? Yeah, no, they're not. Um, well, I mean, technically, you might have to say it would be the Legion. For one reason, because when Dave Cockrum, um, when the Legion really got up and running, is that the is that the youngling? <laughs> I He's put on good. a TV show. He ought to be all right. He's fine. Um, He's playing with the fireplace poker. He's yeah. good. But <laughs> Dave Cockrum swinging at the television set. Um, but when Dave Cockrum, um, uh, Dave Cockrum and Carrie Bates kind of uh, really got the Legion uh, up and running. Um, a lot of the ideas that Dave Cockrum brought to the Legion were ideas that he'd gotten shut out of using with the X-Men, or is it vice versa? Wait a minute. Um, yeah, uh, that's was, a good, that's a good a point. Lot of, a lot of stuff that he wanted to do with the Legion, he had to, to wait to do with the X-Men. Like uh, the character of uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, that was something he created for the Legion. And for whatever reason, I'm try- I've, I've read this before and I forget right off the top of my head, but they decided they didn't want to let him do it. And uh, so you had a lot of characters that uh, that he introduced as X Men that were originally going to be Legion. Now there's way too many Legionnaires. Uh, of course, I guess until um, until and, until Wanda Maximoff did right. her thing, I guess there were plenty of mutants, and you could have had a uh, dang near fair fight 
you know, throw all Alpha Flight and the Morlocks and, you know, X-Men proper and X-Men Elite and X-Men, you know, Extreme and, you know, all that. Um, yeah, I think you could have, uh, you could make a case for that. Okay. I was in the, in the Marvel versus DC, uh, Wolverine fought Lobo. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, crazy. Didn't, didn't Wolverine like take him out? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Wolverine did in fact take him out as well. He should have. Wonder I mean, Woman fought Storm. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man know. fought it's Superboy. A, yeah, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, just Spider-Man, Super, Spider-Man and Super anybody Cat is Catwoman fought Electra. Yeah, and that's a good fight. That's Electra, a, yeah. Electra, Silver that's Surfer fight. was Electra Green Lantern, take, yeah. Captain Marvel Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Wolverine took Lobo out here. Um, yeah, and Green Lantern, and you know, both cosmic type of... Hulk and Lobo figures. would have been a good matchup. Yeah, they're both I'm, real brutes. Yeah, Electra beat Catwoman. Do we ever has Lobo ever been really well defined though? I mean, he's he's been so many things to so many different people. I mean, he showed up in the the Omega Man, and I know he did a. Um, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what it was. He uh, he did a, a fairly significant arc. Um, God, was was it Legion? I'm just getting hung up on that. I think. <laughs> Um, here's a little Nightcrawler stuff going back to it. When Nightcrawler mm-hmm. was first submitted as a character, it was for DC's uh, Legion of Superheroes, but DC turned him down, believing he looked too alien. Okay. A Len Wein later sold the character to Marvel as an X-Men character. Wow. So it Cockerman didn't necessarily have anything to do with that? Mm, well, I'm reading I mean, from did, Wiki, did, so take did, it for what's worth. Did Len do that with Dave's blessing, or was it uh, was it actually not Cockerman's idea? Uh, Len has said that he wrote him as a kind of tragic monster, and this was fairly apparent from the first scene in Giant Sized X-Men number one yeah. involving his fight from the mob and his subsequent <laughs> reaction. Uh, it doesn't it just goes on. Yeah, yeah no, it, does, it doesn't say. Yeah, I mean, this is the only blurb I could find on him. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I I thought the kind of my uh, to uh, to thumbnail it to boil it all down. I kind of thought that if you ever really had a true battle royale between Marvel and DC, and this this has nothing to do with my thinking DC is better than Marvel or Marvel is better than DC or Wildstorm right, right. is better than Image or any of this mm-hmm. nonsense. But I got to think that DC would probably, the DC Universe characters would probably kick the Marvel Universe characters' booties. I, I would agree with you on that for the sole purpose of Superman. Well, you've got Superman. And Martian got, Manhunter. Yeah, you've got Superman, you've got Martian Manhunter, you've you got Shazam. Orion, you've got Shazam. You know, you've got four characters there that are all like Superman-level types. And, and show me, again, you know, you've got the Hulk, who's a flawed character. You've got the Thing, who's, you know, not as strong as the Hulk and his powers are more limited. You've got, you know, I just... I just don't. I don't think the uh, the Marvel characters. I don't think they could hang with the DC characters. You know, because I guarantee you, Flash is quicker than Quicksilver, and you know. Well, I mean, and and they shouldn't be the same either, because then we just have mirror images yeah. of of the same thing. No, and that's boring, be. you know. And I, you know, that's not even including Green Lantern and Wonder Woman, who are as powerful as can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, we're we're seeing. Uh, um, we're seeing that uh, you know the Green Lanterns uh, theoretically are supposed to be as powerful as anything in existence too. I, I think yeah, I mentioned this before, but my uh, but the way I see the two universes is mm-hmm. the DC universe is more like like kind of Greek gods. They're they're mythical because yeah. they're so powerful that that they could never really exist only in imagination. And yeah. and Marvel universes are just are just more of those heroes that you can grasp onto. You can yeah. relate to them. We could be. 
you know, a Spider-Man. We could be a Spider-Woman, whatever, you know. Yeah. That, that could actually happen to us. And that's one thing. Marvel has always been more earthy, uh, more more kind of grounded in something closer to reality. I think I that's mean, why I gravitate towards them. And you know what? You when, know? I was, when I was a kid, my, the, the first thing I loved was DC um, just because it was splashy and, and iconic. And as I got a little bit older, and I mean like, you know, 10, 12, I started gravitating more towards Marvel, maybe because it was a little grittier and a little more real, mm-hmm. if you want. And um, nowadays, I, I just I don't have a preference. Um, if you if you put me on a desert island and said you can have DC's back issue, you know, back catalog, you can have Marvel's back catalog, probably take DC's. It would require an awful lot of thought, and I don't think I'd change my mind on that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, okay. What do we have here? Just flipping through issue number four of DC okay. versus Marvel. See, just how sad for this four issue prestige miniseries oh, coming wow. up. Wow. It's an old ad for Kingdom Come. Oh, wow. wow, cool. It's just kind of crazy seeing it like it's something new. <laughs> it's called the Ultimate Elseworlds Saga. Wow. It's a little tale. That we think it Ultimate might Elseworld. be kind of a yes. big deal. We're not sure. <laughs> this might turn out to be okay. Huh? <laughs> hey, con- concerning <laughs> costumes and stuff like that, who do you, uh, um, just overall, who do you think have, have the better costumes, Marvel or DC? Uh, I, I don't know. There's... The, the, the one thing I like about kinds. yeah the the one thing I've always liked about DC is that most of their heroes they attach an icon right. to themselves. Superman has the S, Batman has the mm-hmm. Bat, Flash has the Bolt, and and um and What's up, um, cat? that cat you know, knows and, not to get in my lap. <laughs> and Marvel, Marvel, no, you know, Marvel does have that, but just not to the same extent. Yeah, I I can't really. I mean, Spider Man has a spider on his chest. Mm-hmm. You're right there. I think logos. Wolverine are, what doesn't really have a he logo. Doesn't have a logo. Daredevil Hulk doesn't have a logo. DD sometimes, but I think the the logo, the the branding is more important to the DC character than the Marvel character because mm-hmm, yeah. you know what logo does Wolverine or the Thor or Hulk or you know any of that? I mean, Cat? Fan, Fantastic Four. Yes. Okay. Cat. You are cruising for a bruising. You got Yeah, that's a heavy ass cat too, man. I kitty. I don't know if you were ever going to like a cat, you might like this one, but you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to press my luck and ask for miracles. So actually, I I could care less for cats. As I look, as I look, well, he, cares, he keeps coming he to cares me for you. <laughs> as I look through this, well, I like animals. Marvel. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the Ben Riley Spider Man. So he's got that different costume on. It's the Ben Riley, really? Looking. Yeah. Okay. Because that was show that was itself. when he had been replaced. He you was know? the he Peter was Parker, the, the clone or whatever. Yeah. I, boy, I t- that, it's it's so weird. I mean, I've been into comic books, you know, pretty much all my life, but I've got, you know, just because I kind of got out of them in the mid '80s and got back into them in the mid '90s and got out of them a few years later and got back into them in the early aughts, and so there are there are some fairly significant holes in my uh, in, in my my memories of of you know the the DC and Marvel universes and. Yeah, every now and again you'll throw something out like that Ben Riley Spider Man. I kind of know saga. what you're talking about, but what? The Clone Saga. There is some website on there. I'm sure we can find it. That Life breaks of, down Life why. Of Riley. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, it breaks down why that happened. The whole Ben yeah. Riley thing. I mean, right. it's like a it's Behind like the a, scenes, and it's really cool. very interesting. We should put uh, that in the show notes. You're talking like editorial decisions made for the Yeah, there's some of that in stuff. there. Yeah. It's like some, some guy's That's dissertation on it. Oh, wow. It's very interesting. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that cat wants your attention, Frank. Yeah. You know, he so, will not um, relax until he gets it. 
Let's yeah. come up with more obscure characters. You know what I was going to do is bring my Marvel and right. DC... Bouncing boy. Mar- Marvel and DC um, uh, encyclopedias right. and just open a page and point okay. in DC, open a page and point in Marvel and say, okay, <laughs> who would win in these? You know this battle? All right, Bouncing Boy versus the Blob. <laughs> I'm not familiar enough with Bouncing Boy. Is all he does is bounce? He bounces. That's his power, basically. Is he? How can bounces. that possibly come in handy? Um, well, they, you'd be surprised. Yeah. The stories that they it, it works. <laughs> it works from time to time. Yeah, you better not press your luck there, Bradley, Mister Tumnus. That's I'm not name, afraid to hit way. a cat. His name is Mister Tumnus. Mister Tumnus. Yeah. What, what does that even mean? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, people call in. You got nine minutes left. Uh, fill Brad in. No, Mister Tumnus is uh, the character from uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, the first Narnia movie. First Narnia oh, book, yeah. I should say. <laughs> Actually, I, well, I guess, you know. Te- Never read it. Uh, but again, I don't want to veer off. But the, the technically movie. the first Narnia book was uh, The Magician's Nephew, which was the sixth book in the uh, the run that I had when I was a kid. There are seven books in the Chronicles Narnia series. Hmm. And they go roughly in chronological order. But the sixth book is theoretic, uh, technically a prequel to all the others. Uh. So there you go. Those are good books. Um, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis was, uh, was cool. You know, he and... Uh, he and Tolkien and uh, a number of other authors were all literally kind of in a club back in the day. They'd, they'd meet for lunch and tea and scones and stuff like that on a regular basis, and they'd, they'd talk theory and describe their ideas. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jeez, dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to fill some time out. No, you boys. did a good job. It's um, just I didn't care. Yeah, but, okay. um, so, anyway, Mr. Tumnus is a uh, character in the... Uh, the, the okay. Look at all this love I'm getting right over here. I know. It's the I orange animals. I got a dog on this side and a cat on this side. The orange side. animals actually uh, give, a, uh, give a wit about uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, give well, a wit. So let's what? just throw some let's throw some what? out there. Oh, did you guys see that episode where the new Brian came? No, the yeah. family guy. Yeah, is that the is that the last episode? Yeah, that was okay. the last I episode. Still, oh, then still, I haven't seen the last. Still episode. Mativo, Still haven't seen it. Okay, dang it. Because the, they reprised the whip joke, <laughs> and it kind of changes my opinion of <laughs> Stewie. Because I've always kind of loved him, <laughs> really, but. And you have to see it to, kind of, to talk about it. So is so. this the third time that they've done yes, it? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And it's, but it's, the way it's presented, and again, I'm reading way too deep into what Stewie is, but he, but he is, and I guess we've known this, he, he's a real kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, uh, the, the, oh, I can't think of the word I'd love now. to help you out, but I'm afraid to go where I think you're going. Yeah. It, it, I'm going to make you stew in this. Okay. Um, you know, he, he loves Brian and he hates Brian, so he loves to create these situations where they can fight. Just Okay. I mean, he that, that's all he, you know, he lives. Where's my to, money, man? Yeah. Where's my money? Yeah. Passive-aggressive? Passive-aggressive. Oh, that's okay, it. good. That's it. Stewie <laughs> is just a passive-aggressive <laughs> one-year-old. <laughs> But off track. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's bit. do. Uh, who would be the DC equivalent of Luke Cage? One of my favorite heroes. Oh, jeez. Well, let's see, Luke Cage. He's a job talking. He's indestructible skin, and he weighs three hundred pounds. He might be a. Uh, might be a steel or somebody like that. I'm trying to think of somebody who's got a little bit less power. It doesn't somebody have to be. It doesn't have to be a strong, black guy. Yeah, exactly. No, no. I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to say no, that it has that. to be a black dude versus is a black a, dude. Is there a DC character that that has indestructible skin? 
Mm. Well, I mean, mm. you know, besides Superman. Oh, dear. Oh, dear cat. <laughs> get get away. Run away, cat. Plus, run away. Never grab a cat because they'll good. dig in. You lift them. Grab them by the scruff. Yeah. I will, I will they love grab that. No, it'll, cat. It, it'll be to your detriment I will, if you I grab it. I will grab the cat and show it who's boss. <laughs> it will show you who's boss before you don't show worry, it. He knows I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can't think of anybody that's like Luke Cage in the DC universe. I um, jeez, I gotta think that there's got to be a uh, there's got to be a Legion of Superheroes member or something like if uh, say uh, Stone Boy could move while he was Stone, that might be a good one. Mm. But he mm. can't. That's an issue. That's a bit of a limitation there for him. Okay. Well, going on to DC, I'm sure there's <laughs> one. You know, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm failing. So well, okay, booster gold. What, the what's alert. the uh, what would be the Marvel equivalent of a booster gold? Does bo- booster gold they only do has a- powers because of his flight ring? Right. They don't do a lot of they don't do a lot of time travel in Marvel. Well, no, but I mean, think of his personality because he is somewhat flawed. I mean, I mean, I mean he, he's a guy who wants to be loved. He really does. He wants everyone to know that he's a hero. He's not really a hero. He just wants people to think that he's a hero. Yeah, that's interesting because usually that that kind of mercenary, you know, that that very real mercenary kind of uh, idea is something that's more in place in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean he 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 wants he wants all the reward and do very little of the work. The only one that I could think of that might be similar is um, where's my super suit? Johnny Storm, like he wants to be loved by everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only similarity I can yeah. pull between okay. the two of them. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't expecting us to drill down to actual characters. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> think of stuff that. Uh, yeah, but stuff like I mean, you know, Namor versus Aquaman. It's not. I don't think it's really a fair comparison. You know, but that's um, yeah, okay. You know, you know I mean, and, and I would, got, you know, Wolverine versus Lobo. That's boy, that's a stretch, brother. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that is. I mean, some of this stuff makes sense, you know. But again, Wonder Woman versus Storm, yeah, yeah, okay, you know. I mean, Storm's probably about the best Marvel's got, but you know, there's there's no way that Storm would ever, you know, win a a fight straight up against you know Wonder Woman. Now, maybe a Storm could, you know, fly above her and electrocute her or something like that. Yeah, maybe she'd get somewhere with that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, what about more like like what brand has the more interesting powers overall? I mean, because because a lot of, a, a, a lot of a lot of them are similar, you know, that, they can fly, they're super strength and yeah. stuff like that. But, I mean, overall, who has the more interesting powers? I don't think that could be more subjective, but uh, and I, it, would, and I, I would realize that. Think, it's very subjective. I would give the nod to Marvel on yeah. that one. Um, I would, too. Yeah. Just because I, I, I think that so uh, I. The, the DC universe has lots of, you know, I'm strong, I'm fast, and I can fly. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm made of magic. Um, but uh, you get a lot of... You get a lot of characters who kind of duplicate each other's powers in the DC universe, and you know, you know, Cap, you know, there, there's not really a good analog for Captain America, you know, or Wolverine, or the Thing, or Spider Man, or you know, uh, Silver Surfer. Um, you could probably go, you know, quite a ways further down too. Um, you know, there's just there's, you know, I mean, like Storm. You know, who's the who's the the DC analog to Storm? Like, uh, Weather Wizard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to start including villains in this too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, a good one, Weather Wizard. Mm-hmm. Hadn't thought of that. But he has to have a wand, and he's and technology storms. based, isn't yeah, he? I think so. Um, that that's the one thing I've, I've always kind of not. Lo- I, I've always wanted to be either or. Oh, it's my allergies. Allergies killing you. Your eyes yeah. are red. Brad can. Brad oh, was asking why it was am I all teary? Wasn't it? Yeah. 
No, sorry about that. Well, once it touched me, I knew I was gone. So, oh dear, don't touch your face. <laughs> yeah. Again. Um, but um, yeah, I, 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 I've always had a trouble a little bit with with magic in the at yeah. least in the DC universe because it can just be you don't really get a sense of effort even though they they try to draw it and tell it in the storyline okay. it's just like i need to conjure up this spell Ugh, you know and and yeah. that's it's kind of hard for me to connect to um well also you're but when it's technology based okay they're building a machine okay i can see that okay yeah. things aren't working okay that that makes sense to me because of the science involved they're the faux science involved but with magic it's like you know i have to make this incarnation that will that will protect us, but it takes all my concentration. And to me, at least on a comic book, it doesn't translate well. My big problem with the uh, the, the magic based characters and in, in, in either um, you know either publisher um, is just the simple fact that you, you've constantly Boring. got to depower them because otherwise they could theoretically do anything. Yeah, like you know. Did, the magic know, is boring. What I want to know is how is it that Dr. Fate has had nothing to do with any of the crises DC has ever faced? They've managed to get him out of the picture. Hey, guess what? They did the same thing to Dr. Strange in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. What, what did he have to do with any of the recent crises? The House of M, the, the World War, the Civil War, the, you know, the Secret Invasion. They found a way to get the magic characters out of the way because they could that's throw too a, easy yeah well they could throw a, wrench, uh, a monkey wrench into things and you know you've gone from and, and what i hate is the the vacillation of the characters i i i love dr fate when i was a kid i i read a bunch about him um i do but, love his uh, costume but, but that's i don't know like what he, my favorite thing about him yeah I, I don't know i don't know what he can do these days um and i see i see him more in the the justice league unlimited cartoon than i do in a comic book um these days but uh but yeah, just the the idea that uh, they've got to take these characters and they've got to get them out of the way for their big events. I mean, you know, World War Hulk, they had to, you know, I thought, you know, it just killed me. Was it the, the Doctor Strange? Wasn't he, it in Civil War when he basically himself said, "Oh, I can't get involved because right. yeah. because um, I could just snap my fingers yeah. and fix it," and you know, we, you know, you must solve your own problems, basically. Right. Um, yeah, I just number one, that's a cop out. If you can do something about it, and and I guess in the Civil War again, that was such a subjective thing. It's like which side is right, you know. It's just you know, good question. It's, it's subjective, and there is no right answer to that. You know, um, so I understand why he recused himself from making decisions like that that would affect everything. But like with World War Hulk, I guess. Um, Doctor Strange tried to. Yeah, he got involved with what's the character's name? Zom, Zom. or whatever. Yeah. God, that was great. That and, and again, you know, I'm a huge Doctor Strange head, and uh, um, one of the first collections of Doctor Strange comics I ever got was one of those big, oversized ones to buy for buck fifty back in the mm-hmm. mid seventies. Oh, yeah, and um, I've still got it around. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember where, but um, uh, yeah, he uh, he he ends up uh, fighting this character uh, Zom, and um, uh, that is a great storyline, and when they were getting ready to introduce that into to World War Hulk, I could not have been more jazzed. And the way they finished that little storyline nugget up just made me want to puke. I mean, they they dispensed with that idea so fast. It's just okay, Hulk's Hulk Hulk's still stronger than you and Zom put together. It's like no, no, you're not. I couldn't disagree with that more, and it just it just kind of hacked me off. You know, um, there's talk in the next, well, maybe mm-hmm. three or four years from now, a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Bring it on, dude. Yeah, there is a Doctor Strange animated movie, right. at, which I haven't seen. I, haven't I, I saw it. it. It was it was interesting. Um, they they really, they, 
it was Doctor Strange, but it was not a it, it was not a good traditional you know by the by the numbers comic book Doctor Strange. Um, like his you know his nemesis is Baron Mordo, and Baron Mordo was like his kind of his right hand man in the the comic. I mean, or in the in the cartoon, and they just they. They included all the the big characters um, in the cartoon, but they had them in different roles, and so it was it was cool, but uh, it was worth seeing. I mean, if you got an hour and a half to kill someday, you know, you will not, you know, I don't know. There there are lots of worse movies out there. I, I've actually like been the first Ultimate uh, Avengers movie. Yeah, I, I'm actually horrible. Very disappointed since Marvel started that animation line. I agree. The the stories just are not that good and, I, and yeah. dc has been doing it as well and i think they've been doing a great job well dc's dc's been doing it forever i mean well i i mean but they've been coming out with these movies these animated movies right uh the the, the death of superman the um yeah, that was on last night I, I kept coming in and out of the living room at it and mm-hmm. i did you, have you seen that yeah okay yeah, in fact i so, own it, I okay. own it. and tell it's a very me, simplified version yeah tell me what's up with the superman from the future in the black suit what, what, what was that all about? Oh no, because he, he he wasn't from from the future. What, that, what was that when he came back from the dead limbo? Uh, again, I was literally in and out on the story, so I I was confused as to what was going on. I've got the Death of Superman trade. I've read it, uh-huh. and okay, I'm really well, impressed well, by it. I mean, for, first of all, the, the movie itself is just a uh, a simplified version, just okay. like the the JLA universe. Okay. You, you know, um, the the JLA animated series. Yeah, you know, so, so they they've done. Um, uh, uh, they've had event storylines yeah. that that are events DC events that we're all familiar with, but okay. just simplified. I mean, just very linear, no branching off or anything mm-hmm. like that because they're universal. And I can't remember the details, but you have to watch the, the whole thing. But it's it's just very simple. It's just yeah. Superman is presumed dead. You know, he he fights Doomsday, okay. presumed dead. But but Lex Luthor, of course, had a clone waiting, and so he sends his clone out who listens to everything Superman says, or does uh, this Superman listens to Lex Luthor? And I'm sorry, they, is this a clone of Superman? Yeah, really? that Lex Luthor did. Okay. I think that's how it happened. All right. In fact, I'm gonna. So, it, so to do in the cartoon, YouTube talk. I'm gonna look in the that cartoon. Up. Does Doomsday actually dispense with Superman, like he does in the comic? Yes, but Superman never really died because he didn't die because in the he comic didn't, because he didn't really die or because it was a clone. Well, in the comic books, he really did die, didn't he? No, no, he was in kind of some kind of limbo. Oh, you're kidding? Me. No, yeah, no, he never really died. Oh, good heavens! No, he was in some kind of limbo, and his his. Uh, Paw, yeah, was able to draw him back into the real world. There oh, was love dear. and all that stuff. Oh, and then when he came back in the real world, that's when he donned the the black and silver okay. Kryptonian huh. suit. Yeah, I think that suit was that's a that's an awesome look. Man. Yeah, I could I could see Superman going to that for a while. Obviously, nothing Superman like that. Superman Doomsday would be is what that animated thing was okay. called. So let me look at the plot here. You guys keep because yeah, he comes back and and again, I, I wish I'd I wish I'd seen more of it. I, I was uh, I was doing some cleaning up and you know doing the dishes and stuff like that while he was on out in the living room and Zoe was watching it and the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, is this appropriate for a six year old? Mm, I don't know. No, well, I, I guess because it is pretty. pretty now, well, guess what? She's watching it. <laughs> <laughs> the truth Sorry, of this Sash. resurrected Superman is soon revealed. He is merely a clone created by Lex from a sample of blood stolen from the site of the battle. Hmm. Sounds like Connor. See, Kent. that's that, yeah, that's way different than yeah. that. I mean, Connor Kent. He wasn't known as Connor Kent back then. No, and obviously. he was also obviously half Lex and half Superman. Yeah. Too, right. So. He was. Um, 
and we didn't know that back then either. Yeah, we didn't know that what until the Teen Titans run. Yeah, right. I think okay. issue six. Right, but uh, this clone of Superman, you know, that be- mm-hmm. became it was known as Superboy, and yeah. he had the. He's in the Marvel versus DC. Yeah, you know, he's, he's the, the one, one that fights. He's the one that wears Spider-Man. like the jacket and the sunglasses, right. and he's all kind of hip and right. new man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's the one that you know eventually. I, I couldn't stand that that uh, artistic depiction of that character when he <laughs> when he became the black t shirt wearing Connor who showed up in the Teen Titans. That yeah. depiction of the character I thought was really jeans cool. and t shirt. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that a lot. I thought that was awesome. That, that was very frankly, that was very Tom Welling and Smallville. The um yeah the 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 first version of them just the jacket and the it just seemed like too much there were too many accessories involved yeah, well, just <laughs> just trying way too hard to make him hip yeah I liked that Superboy comic that started though okay. I, I've never read it I'm just Tom talking Grummet. about his look I'm Tom just talking Grummet about his look was the yeah. artist okay yeah um, I, I think I've Carl never... Kiesel was the inker cool I, I've uh, never read I liked it either a lot. yeah. But that was good stuff. Wrap it up. Well, um, okay. Uh, one other, one other thing. I don't know if we want to save this for later, but uh, but that whole, this whole first bullet point there. Let's you see. want to touch on that, or you want to oh, save event it? fatigue? Okay, well, there, just give it away now. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, you know, I was thinking about for a future episode, we should talk about some of our favorite events. Okay. I mean, we'll e- that, each yeah. of us bring a event, you know, okay. for a future episode and, okay. and talk Ma- about, and, and maybe, maybe one we didn't like. As maybe well. this is something for uh, our our good sweet podcast listeners to think about ruminate on pitch in on write us on maybe we can touch on this in mm-hmm. episode 100 or 101 when we're out of ideas or whatever but um for me um and this is something that this is not something that hit me like an epiphany you know i didn't look in the mirror and go eureka there's there's no moment like that it just it's kind of gradually crept into my head over the over the course of the last couple of years where the it's not and it's not even so much event fatigue. Um, I'm trying to remember was it the CGS guys? I think were talking about that and and was it secret secret SI seven? Um, but um, um, just the idea that uh, you've got so many events now and they come so fast, furious. And, and at one point it was like, okay, here's six months. You know, here's the summer event, and okay, y'all, please enjoy this. Go away, come back, you know, next year for our next event. And now it's like they're stretching these dang things out to the point where it, one event leads into another event, and you just don't get, you know, a break from it. And I wonder if the people agree with me that um, it's getting to the point where where the the actual titles, the actual Superman, Batman, Flash, you know. Um, these titles are almost becoming superfluous to the events themselves. I mean, it's like, why do I need to, you know, why do I need to read Superman when, you know, he's showing up in Final Crisis? You know, it's like, why, why do I need to waste my time reading this Wonder Woman comic when she's going to have something to do here? And, you know, it's extra confusing because I realize you don't want to tie every single comic book into the event. You know, you need to let them have their own, you know, breathing space too. But the idea that, uh, that, it's almost getting confusing and I'm having this, this minor issue with like the justice society justice league seems to have nothing to do with what's going on in the DC universe right now. They're decent stories. You know, I don't mind Dwayne McDuffie. Um, but the justice society, they're doing such a killer arc right now. This whole Gog Magog, you know, the, the, the beginnings of kingdom come kind of thing. But you know, where the heck is this supposed to fit into the final crisis timeline? Because it obviously has to, you know, it's obviously happening, but is it happening before or after or concurrently or, you know, and there's there's no explanation. There's not even, they're not even trying to give us a hint, you know, to explain this. 
Um, I mean, it, it, you know, it would be nice to go at least this, like the Superman special, this Kingdom Come Superman mm-hmm. special we touched on last issue. It says, it says at the bottom of page one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, this takes place after Justice Society of America number twenty. Mike. Um, so at least they let you know where in the timeline this fits. But you know, just you know, I'm I'm enjoying, I'm really enjoying the Justice Society. This whole arc that's going on mm-hmm. right now, maybe even more than Final Crisis. In fact. I'm enjoying it more than Final Crisis. I don't know if it's a better story, um, but you know these things should these things should fit in at least a little tiny bit. You know, I think I, it's I don't know. I, and obvious. Where am I going? That DC is unable to do that in any efficient way. Yeah, and that does seem like it's a failing on Dan Dio and DC's part um, to to give us a good timeline. That's something that Marvel has always done better. I think they've done it better. They haven't always been perfect, but yeah. they've done it better. Well, yeah. I, I this think is coming I, from someone who kind of kind of prefers DC over Marvel. I mean, I, it's I, not. I think DC did a good job of it during Infinite Crisis. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, tying yeah. everything together, and especially the ending part. Mm-hmm. It it just kind of depends on 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 the story pacing and 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 how things are going. Um, yeah. You know, the writers involved and what they have planned for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, as of right now. You're right. Everything's all over well, the place. With at one DC. point, at one point, the DCU was fairly coherent, and kind of towards the end of Countdown, things got really wacky. And I was like, "Well, what is this?" No, I would argue, with the beginning of Countdown, things got oh, okay. wacky and not in a okay, good way. Fair enough. Um, you know, maybe you know, the whole World War Three thing leading into Countdown, or was it, is that how it worked? Well, so that happened fifty two. Then after fifty two ended, I okay. think was was the end of the of the. Infinite Crisis Golden Age because they had just come out of that one year later. Okay. There was stuff that was being revealed in books that were happening simultaneously in 52. You know, they, they were all just, just these, these little little golden nuggets. And, and once, you know, they tried to capture lightning in a bottle with, mm-hmm. with Countdown. Yeah. And that was a mess because things were happening in Countdown that hadn't happened in Green Lantern yet. Yeah. That, you know, uh, the all-new Adam was behind. So, you know, stories weren't, you know, why is the Adam here and not there? And Well, and, you know, I mean, there, there, was, a, there, there was a big struggle with me. For that, and then I think that's just they didn't have where they're headed now, yeah, paced out as well as it was. We'll talk about beating a dead horse, but this whole you know, okay, so did Dark Seed, did Dark Side die at the end of Countdown issue you two? See? And or, that's another confusion you know, what, because there's had the there's death of the new gods playing to it. And, you know, um, basically, Countdown Grant Morrison turned in his, yes. his outline for Final yeah. Crisis, and DC editorial ignored it, okay, and just did what they wanted to do with countdown. Yeah, and again, I'm sorry. We're beating a dead horse here, but the the whole the whole Mary Marvel, she's she's good, she's bad, she's good, you know. Well, we decided to ignore what Grand Morrison Shut up. needed. <laughs> but then at the very end, it's like he needed, you know, he needed Mary Marvel to be, you know, to have, to be in such a a place mentally um that they had to do something to fix it and and it just yeah, it seems like it seems like the DC universe has been kind of playing catch up with itself for the last uh, for the last year now, and this is coming I, from someone that that really kind of prefers DC. I know, I, I think generally. since Countdown, things have been very yeah, just or uh, maybe not. That's not even right. It, since the end yeah. of Fifty Two, Infinite Crisis, yeah. uh, one year later, things have just not been good with continuity wise in DC. Yeah. But you know what? This whole event fatigue, I don't get it because okay. as, as long as the story's good. And with me, that, that, I, I don't. I, you know, I think when, when you say can, event fatigue, fee- people that are that are experiencing event fatigue, they're tired of having to to buy Civil War and its associated yeah. miniseries mm-hmm. and tie-in books. 
then we we went from Civil War immediately to World War Hulk, you know, uh, Planet Hulk or whatever. You know, then we went to World War Hulk and we got tie-ins. Yeah. Now we're in uh, whatever it is we're in now, and we got tie-ins. You know, and, then we're going to be in Dark Rain, and we'll probably have tie-ins. And I think that that's a great point. the the con the the term event fatigue, I think, at least for me, is kind of a misnomer. I don't really mean tired of events because, because those things are cool and i cannot wait for the blackest night to come out um, yeah. you know, i'm for the blackest I'm, night i'm there i'm already there you you've already you know pre-order me up I'm, did you I'm read ready final to go. crisis rage of the red lanterns yes i did and mm. that was maybe the second best comic book i've read was, in the last few really months good. after the superman i just i thought that that rage of the red lanterns was just impeccable have you seen I, the i the loved solicits every, for every page of it is it january Hmm. Uh, or February. No, I don't usually for DC. No, I don't. I don't they've got a, the previews and stuff. So for um, the Green Lantern issue that's in mm-hmm. that book, they've got a picture of Agent Orange, which is the nice. like the leader of the Aren't Orange like Lanterns. Oh, okay. They're what? That, just that's gorgeous. Greed or what? What is the orange? Avarice. Orange avarice, is avarice. Okay, yeah. Greed. Yeah. All right. But Blackest Night. Yeah, I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be cool to get to a point where. Um, where the events don't have to be, you know, earth-shattering, you know, universe-shattering, you know, timeline-shattering. I think, you know, you can easily get to a point, and again, this is something Marvel does. You know, Marvel doesn't have to blow up the universe, you know, every time. And we haven't even touched on freaking Ultimatum yet. Uh, and again, you know, I just, I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Universe, and I read the first issue of Ultimatum, and because we've been seeing the March and Ultimatum banner for months now, and I finally read that ultimatum, uh, ultimatum issue one, and I finished it, and I said, "That's it. Please tell me you've got bigger plans than this." That's the first issue. I'm, you know? I'm worried. I'm worried about it's that first ultimatum. Issue. And yeah, it's only going to be five issues long. Though I have, to, I have to admit that that free comic that Marvel gave out, the mm-hmm. uh, Ultimate Saga, is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of told it? from the whole too. story of the yeah, and of the Ultimate Universe. And whether it was by design or just yeah. Exec- or managing to connect the dots the way they did, they managed to just make. I bet it was by design. It, I, bet yeah. the, it's I bet the Marvel, good the design. Ultimate Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. has unfolded uh, just the way they wanted it to. I mean, they planned it all. You know. Yeah, I just have a. Uh, I, I do hope that the the whole Ultimate Universe has been kind of by design up to this point. I, I hope it's not just scatter shoot. Okay, let's figure out a way to tie all this stuff in. You know, I'd kind of like to think that you know maybe not at first, but they've been kind of building toward this for a while. I think they've been building to it uh from the start because in the first issue of ultimate spider-man number one mm-hmm. peter parker i'm pretty sure that's the issue peter parker meets bruce banner oh wow and he says um something like you're involved too it's all tied together that's the secret that's what they w- don't want you to know it's okay it's all we're all connected something like yeah. that so they planted that seed way back and they're still you know they're still planting seeds and building it's like you're into the stinking event it's like quit giving us seeds and start giving us meat man i never you know? want to see Mark Miller and Brian Michael Bendis leave Marvel and go to DC, and I never want to see Jeff oh, Johns leave DC and go to Marvel. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Jeff Johns has been at Marvel before. Really? Wrote what the did you Avengers do? for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Post okay. Kurt I've Busiek. actually got some of those. Yes, you're and exactly I, I think right. It was pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I never want to see Jeff Johns do anything but the DC universe. Never. Oh, Jeff, Don't ever leave the. You're right. DC he universe. is made for the DC characters. Yeah, and, and I think Bendis is made for the Marvel characters. Yeah, and Bendis is doing the uh, the uh, the Ultimatum uh, too, or mm-hmm. the yeah he, he's he's been doing the I got the five issues the Ultimate Origins that have been leading you know mm-hmm. lots of stuff has been leading up to Ultimatum, but yeah that first issue of Ultimatum I just I read it and I said this is where you're going with this 
I was expecting something more cosmic, something more First final. And, and it's another thing too is that that you know it's not again not necessarily event fatigue, but just the idea that you know ultimatum sure seems an awful lot like final crisis. You know, and it just I think you can. I don't know how many times you can say that, you know, are you stealing our idea? You know, other, mm. other major publishing company, but you know, uh, I, I would, and I, I, I would say, no, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, to accuse them of that is I, I, th- those guys work really hard. All writers work really hard to get their yeah. stories. And you know what? There eventually there is going to be some similarities in storylines and that just happens. You know, uh, uh, about the only thing they have similar going on right now is the fact that they're having these these major summer events that they've been doing for yeah. the last couple of years. And the only reason they're doing that is because it's making them a lot of money. I want to yeah. read something here. Uh, as was announced last evening at Marvel, this is from Newsarama. Okay. Published on September the I 9th. I don't go to Newsarama. I don't remember enough. ever hearing this, but okay. uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller's previously announced Return of the Ultimate Universe will take the form of Ultimate Avengers, a project due in de- to debut in early 2009. Okay. Uh, more specifically, that. the miniseries slash series with a yet unnamed artist will be set in the post-Ultimatum Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. That is, in a changed Ultimate Universe. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Ultimate Mark Miller says Ultimate Avengers will be the big daddy of the Ultimate Universe as of issue one. This cool. is the Ultimate Lines event book. It's like Civil War or Secret Invasion happening twice a year as two crossover events take place annually with a new artist and a new cast of characters every six issues. Well, what suckered me into the Ultimate Universe was uh, Millar's run on, uh, Millar and Land's run on uh, the Fantastic Four. Because I'd never read, uh, I've never read an Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I, I know you got them when they came out and looked like a cool idea. Um, just one of those can't have everything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I read the first few, and I on principle didn't read any more because I didn't want to have okay. to. I didn't want my brain to have to do with two different continuities. Yeah, you know, maybe hey Zoe, maybe that's you know further evidence that I'm not as intelligent as I th- would like to think <laughs> I am. But yeah, yeah, you only got only got so many uh, brain cells in your head, and when you start using the ones up in front, the ones in back have to go. I guess <laughs> sometimes if you want to save the ones in back, you don't want to fill anything up in front. You know. I mean, you well, know, we, we you know Final Crisis here, so. 5 has been delayed again until December. Stop. Yeah, it has. Why? I don't know. They, I mean, were, having, they were having artist issues. I mean, uh, yeah, I understand that, uh, who's it uh, going to be, uh, Doug Mankey is doing issue right. 7 now? Yeah, yeah. They're not even having J.G. Jones do issues He do issue He gave seven? a very cryptic message that he could not keep up with the schedule for uh, reasons he didn't want to go into. I don't he basically understand was that. taking the blame for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand that because... You know, I would understand if it's if it's um, you know, there's a lot of artists out there who do incredibly detailed work, mm-hmm. um, like uh, uh, Hitch, you know, uh, Brian mm-hmm. Hitch. Um, you know, I understand when Malar and Hitch, when their their stuff on the Ultimates mm-hmm. is getting delayed, because you look at Hitch's Hitch's work and you go, okay, I kind of understand why it took you longer than you know thirty days to to knock this artwork out of the right. park. Um, but you know, JG Jones's stuff is. <laughs> I mean, I don't look at it and think to myself, there's no way you could possibly knock out 20 pages in 30 days. I, I, and, and this is just seen from what, what, okay. uh, what I've seen from, from my days as, as being a producer. Yes. You know, people, people can be on schedule all the time and do a great job. Yeah. But then something happens. Yeah. And, and it can be personal or it can be a mental block. 
and suddenly they just can't produce the work. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we all think, oh, it's just easy. Just draw it. Just, or just write it. Because a lot of times we would just say, look, we need this, we need this material. Just write it. You think J.G. Jones, uh, he ran into one, a couple of those 2,000 bad pages or something to start <laughs> well, over? I, I think, you, you know, we, we don't know what happened. It could have been something personal. It could have been something that he's just yeah. burnt out and he can't do it. And, and, and that's, that's part about, of being human, of being an artist. Sometimes you just can't, do it well and what's what's and, a drag and, is that his art has has been you know i originally was fairly apprehensive mm-hmm. uh because i saw his covers on was it countdown or 52 mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember which uh is countdown i guess yeah um but um the uh yeah i thought his art was interesting but i didn't see how it was going to tie into uh you know, i didn't see i was going to be able to support an entire um you know an entire final crisis um but i think you know his style is perfect for this, and and I've heard this is not just me, but I've heard a lot of people say that Pacheco uh, does not. Um, okay, and uh, now for a word <laughs> from mini professor Zoe. Take it away, Zoe. Um, Don't work blue. Do not work came blue. Back. How was your How was your birthday party? Good. Okay. We got to eat all the candy we wanted. Wow. Oh, that's um it's gonna make for an great. interesting evening that's here at the McDonald household. Including chocolate. <laughs> I believe that. Okay. And who's on your t shirt? Explains why you're shaking right now. Who who's no. on your t shirt, Zoe? Hannah Montana. Okay. Isn't that Hannah Montana? <laughs> okay, thank you. Um those were some <laughs> uh some, some sage words from uh Zoe. And now some sage words from Sage. <laughs> Say something. No? no okay, even good. better. All right. We, oh, we, we got to get out. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap don't, up. We can we can always beep it. We can always beep it. No, no, I don't want it. Why? You sounds like you've you had plenty of candy. No more candy sounds Zoe. like you've had plenty. Go ahead and put that down. Mm. All right. Well, let's so, wrap uh, her up. So anyway, uh, so seriously, uh, I hope we didn't go too far into it because I would like to retouch on this this whole concept. Yeah. You know, at a later day. You know, again, maybe maybe good people out there in podcast land have input or, or thoughts on this that uh, that can steer us in a more cohesive direction. Nobody so. listens to this show. <laughs> You wouldn't expect anything. Mm, that's actually a good not expecting point, any phone calls on November the seventh for our episode one hundred live. That's good because we're on December the seventh. I'll be uh, calling. What did I say? November. Yeah, mm. December seventh. Well, one of us will probably we'll have to leave least, this room, yeah, go we'll in the other least, room, and call in. Yeah, we'll get at least three phone calls. Yeah, we can each take a turn and call <laughs> call the number. You know, you know uh, a little secret. We used to have call in shows uh, where, uh-huh. where we used to work. Oh dear. And heavens. sometimes we would call in ourselves with with uh, yeah, questions, scripted questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the one time I wanted to quit, I was doing a. I was directing a live show for HSTN, and I don't remember if you were a part of this, not or Frank, um, but uh, we were in the middle of this uh, the stinking live show, and all of a sudden we get a call in from some dude, which turns out to be one of the producers doing a fake Australian accent, yeah. and I wanted to quit. I was Absolutely there. Wanted, it's like, take my name off the credits. I've just become Alan Smythe. There you go. <laughs> and scene. Okay. All right, thanks, to, thanks to uh, trades.com for sponsoring this episode. And thank you for being so cool, Instock Trades. You deserve lots of business. And with that, we'll see you next week on A Half Hour Wasted. Thanks, Lynn Biscuit.